And we're live. Welcome to Monday Iron Radio. I'm Rafi, and today I want to focus on the USPA controversy. I'll probably talk about the food compass thing in a different video, because I know I mentioned that in the Instagram story. Um, but this took a bit, so I was like, all right, different video. But because after some feedback, it looks like I might have missed some key details with the USPA stuff. But, you know, I'm always open to feedback and corrections because I just want to get stuff right above everything. Uh, so I wanted to address all those here. So get into the USPA stuff. Instead of droning on about like what's happened so far, I'm just going to play my own short Instagram recap in case you haven't seen it. It's like a little over a minute and work from there because this is what this is mostly about. A lot of stuff going on with the USPA. It looks like our boy Goop has uncovered some things, some new and not so new. And as far as I can tell, this has an explosive start starting out with a state chair rubbing her genitals and contaminating her neighbor's door handle. I'll go more in depth on Monday, but I'm just going to catch everyone up to speed who hasn't looked at Goob's videos. Check out his page though. Anyway, I don't know how this came on Goob's radar, but he found a video of Stephanie Bennett, who was a Vermont state chair for the USPA, rubbing her hands on her genitals and then wiping that hand on someone's doorknob after some dispute involving a dog. Long story short, after Steve, the USPA president, was made aware of this, they said they'd do something about Stephanie and then told the original poster to take down the video without any indication that they had actually done anything for the situation. Just waiting for it to go away. And normally that would probably work, but not with Goob on the case. And coincidentally, in that same picture that Goob used for his first video, there was another woman pictured, Kimberly Sweat, who's a state referee. She was a special needs teacher who pled no contest to assaulting a six-year-old special needs child with a rope. So, naturally, Goob asked the USPA president about how and if they do background checks. President Steve said, of course, no preds or diddlers allowed, and no child abusers. So, it was concluded that people are either lying, hiding things, or the USPA is just not doing good background checks, if at all. But it doesn't end there. This leads into another official having more than a checkered past. So, a meat director, Johnny Lane, starts up a new federation, emails a list of current USPA subscribers. USPA doesn't like that. So they announced that his wife, a USPA official, had sexual relations with a 15-year-old boy while she was a church counselor. But the thing is, they knew about this in June and didn't say anything until September when the guy announced the new federation. Weird coincidence that they made this announcement when someone was going to hurt their bottom line. As Goob said, a little weird. But it doesn't even end there. You had one guy higher up who had a 15-year spree of forgery and fraud, but again, with the kids. There's another convicted diddler who lured a 12-year-old into his van. These aren't even allegations. All of this went through a court, found guilty, police report, and all that. So it's just, it, it's out there. And all of this came out in the span of a couple of days. Goob had just been going ham on these guys. So naturally, a lot of athletes and fans are upset and making comments and just creating a social media nightmare. The USPA said yesterday, we're going to talk at 3 p.m. and then get back to you guys. At the time of writing this, I have not heard anything. Hopefully by the time I get to write the YouTube video, they'll have something out. All right, so a couple things in there that weren't exactly accurate. And before I go into this, I could chalk this up to... It was just a recap of Goob's series of videos. However, with this level of subject matter, I recognize that I should have triple-checked my shit before blasting it online to my audience. And that is my fault because I have to remember that my audience is actually a pretty decent size now and what I say does matter, which is still a weird feeling that I'm getting used to. Uh, so the first correction that came in was from Joe Sullivan, who, from what I understand, is a high-performing powerlifting athlete and coach that's pretty much the voice of the lifters in this federation because he has a direct line to the USPA. And he actually talked to Steve Dennison, the USPA president, directly. Other than communicating everyone's thoughts and concerns, Joe requested actionable plans and with like with complete ownership of Steve when he addressed everyone in his eventual statement. And we'll talk about Steve's response, re response video in a moment. So on my video, Joe pointed out that Stephanie, the door handle chick, was removed from the USPA after the incident. There was just no public statement on it. And I tried to find my <clears throat> and I tried my best to find articles or whatever to confirm that, but all I found were broken links due to USPA cutting ties and a deleted Instagram which looked like it belonged to Stephanie. 
Um, but given Joe's proximity to the organization, I think it's safe to take his word for it in this case. So the USPA did take action, but it's still not a great look because they didn't release a statement. So no one really knew that, or some people, most people outside of the organization or not close to it, didn't know there was any action taken. And then they emailed this one guy, Hey, take the video down immediately. Let us know when you do. And the other correction came in from a follower about James Justice, in which I called him a convicted diddler for his arrest in luring a 12-year-old into his van. And so he was indicted and had an arrest warrant for the crime. However, I didn't find any records of conviction, so that was wrong of me to say. Now, indictments and warrants don't usually happen on accident, so we can make some educated guesses on to as to what happened, but I shouldn't have used the word convicted for accuracy's sake. Um, so... <clears throat> So far, that's all that's come through with the video in terms of corrections. People just let me know that, yo, not right or partially right, not all the way true. But the matter at hand is that all of this happened and seemingly nothing was done by the USPA. And because of all this, you had big accounts speaking out. You had, I think it was yesterday, you had brands pulling out their sponsorships, Cerebrus, Cerebus, uh, Obsidian Ammonia, all those. I don't, I don't think SBD has issued a statement on it or anything like that. Um, and just in general, people looking for other federations to host their powerlifting events with. And it just seemed like the entire USPA was just burning down at this point. You know, the West has fallen, that whole thing. Now, the timing could be co- the timing could be completely coincidental, but I like to think that people aren't inherently shit. But it seems that after the money was getting pulled out, that's when they started being more serious about the responses, including a video response from USPA president, Steve Deniston. So Steve came out with, with this video statement on Instagram. It's four minutes, so I'm just going to skip to the section with the plan, which is like two minutes, 35 seconds. So if you remember Joe's request to Steve, he said in his response, we needed actionable fixes with complete ownership of what happened, which... In a very long comment, Joe pointed out under it that there were neither in his response. We have made mistakes. I have made mistakes. I am, I'm human and I see how things could have been handled differently. Um, and I assure you that we're committed uh, to changing the way we're doing things. Uh, we're going to implement some background checks through third party screening processes, um, looking into safe sport to help educate our officials and be certified on proper behavior and, and procedures. We have a zero tolerance for sexual assault, pedophiles, etc. of any kind. This applies to non-members present at meets like coaches. We have an open door policy and encourage you to report misconduct. We're going to have a proper vetting of our meet directors. Um, we're going to hold people accountable for their actions. We're going to clean house. We have to, we don't have, we, we just have to clean house and we have to make things better so it's safer. Because we've heard the complaints from the past events that are now coming to our attention. We're going to be very thoughtful of what we do. And this goes beyond simply just background checks, much deeper discussion where we're speaking with our staff, officials and experts along the way so we can do this right. We're restructuring our EC and we started actually today restructuring that. We're gonna have eight regions that would be uh, on the EC. We've sent out uh, nominations um, already tonight. And the committee will be composed of meat directors from each region. Each region's meat directors will vote on the meat director nominees they want to represent them. Plus there'll be four referee representatives voted by other refs, two men and two women. 
We'll also have lifter representatives that will give more direct voice to the community and help speak on the lifter's behalf. More info to come on that and how we'll implement that. We're going to make sure that people will be safe. That's the most important thing, is I want people to feel safe. We're coming up with policies and procedures that clearly lay out what constitutes a disqualifying offense for everybody in the organization. We're going to be working on protocols, on reporting, investigating, handling complaints, proper communication channels. Our priority right now is on this. Our team is working on this right now. It's our number one priority. Everything else is on hold. The timeline, by the end of next week, February 3rd, we will have everything laid out. And we will be transparent about those changes. I promise you to do better starting today. If you have questions or feedback, you can comment um, or uh, send an email to social at USPA.net. Thank you and have a good night. So there were some specifics in there, like voting for new representatives for the eight regions in powerlifting and selecting lifter representatives to give a better line of communication between the executives and the athletes. Um, but then... It was just the standard boilerplate, like, we have zero tolerance for redacted words, no, no words. Um, we'll, do, we'll do better background checks, stuff like that. So it just sounded still more like a loose plan and empty words. But now, in their defense, maybe. Maybe they needed some more time to figure out, like, the exact process and, like, what companies' methods that they're going to use for vetting new people. <clears throat> the only thing is that apparently this is some of the same stuff that they said in 2020, I just got, I just gleaned that off of reading Instagram comments. Um, it just sounds like the same shit happened uh, and they kept sweeping stuff under the rug. Um, I wasn't in the fitness commentary scene at, the, at that point. So like, I can't say for sure. Cause I wasn't really like in it. Uh, but now everyone's been extremely heated since all this came out and rightfully so. But I got to talk to a concerned athlete and longtime Monday iron follower. Uh, so when I announced on my story yesterday that I would be making, that on Monday on radio, you know, I'd be correcting some things that I got wrong in my initial Instagram video. And he slid up and basically was saying like how this whole thing is spun out of control, a lot of mob mentality, that kind of shit. And I acknowledge that, yeah, it's definitely gotten way bigger and crazier than anyone ever thought. And, but I still maintain, like I pointed out that the main issue is just the fact that, because like people are shit sometimes, like bad shit happens. But the main issue was that the organization itself seemed like they were just sweeping stuff under the rug and hoping that it would just go away or just like not dealing with it, <clears throat> waiting for it to go away. And I specifically named the situation with Chico Loin, which came out, I think, yesterday. I don't know. It's been a long couple of days. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, he said that, yeah, like that was awful. He's a shitbag. But with employees, it was likely part of like protocol that they had to follow, which he's right. Because like as an employer, if you do shit wrong, you could get in legal trouble no matter what the employee did. If you do things the wrong way, if there's a case there, they'll probably do it. And especially if, if he's got a chance to get some money, he probably will with some sort of like legal shit. Um, so, seeing it from, so seeing that perspective made more sense to me. Maybe that's why they did what they did. Um, doesn't make up for the fact that they like, you know, too little, too late, that whole thing. Um, but he also pointed out that a lot of the people involved in putting on the meets are volunteers. So you have a handful of paid staff dealing with a metric shit ton of volunteers across the country. And some are inevitably going to be shit bags. That's just kind of how it goes. And I see his point because as things get extremely heated, sometimes the message is becoming, and that's what, and that's what it was like devolving into just like, 
burn the whole shit down, whatever, scorched earth, get out of here, boom. Uh, but that doesn't actually solve anything. And thankfully, it looks like things are cooling down a little bit and people are working towards solutions and building rather than just destroying the whole thing and burning to the ground. And I'm not a part of the powerlifting scene. I don't know a ton about it at this point in terms of like how it works. But if an organization as big as the USPA just like got zapped and went away, I feel like that that would leave a lot of displaced lifters all at once because of a few bad actors, you know, some not even in their fucking state. Uh, so I found some common ground with this guy that messaged me. We both fully acknowledge that changes have to be made, but it the whole thing doesn't have to be blown to hell. And just looking at Joe Sullivan's page, um, I saw that some people are sharing their experiences with great meat directors and officials reiterating that we need to get the bad ones out. And there is still like fantastic individuals that help run this organization all over the country. And so it is refreshing to see some people talking about solutions. Now that I think the worst has come out, that remains to be seen. Um, just like an hour ago, something like that. I saw Goob had a new video. I think it was like a South Carolina guy who, uh, yeah, the, he had a registry, he had a bunch of stuff. Um, I have to go back and watch it, but you know, again, I think the worst has come out. It remains to be seen. Uh, and also while I was, while I was writing this earlier today, uh, it looks like there's a regional East, like regional East conference that's happening tonight with USPA. So there might be a part two to this. There might be a follow-up. We'll see like what happens if there's like, cause it looks like there are like some specific initiatives that they're going to do, but we'll see if anything goes into effect. Um, until then just, uh, shoot any feedback in the comments and I'll see you next time. Hopefully it was something a little more fun to talk about, but, uh, this has been Monday Iron Radio. I'm Rafi. See ya.